Friends, before we jump into today's episode, I want to deeply thank one of you that has recently left a review on the podcast. All your reviews mean the absolute world to me. And if you haven't left a written review, please make sure you do take a screenshot and then you just send it to the email in the description below, Monica at, sorry, not Monica, um, media at monarchyateshealth.com. And then Olivia will send you a uh, meditation that's only available through this way. You cannot buy it on the website or anything like that. And this meditation is really going to help you to come back to yourself, to center yourself, to be in your own energy and to just feel realigned, especially when life is crazy. So I want to leave, I want to read this um, review from Foxy Hart. She left a review on Sunday. A coworker showed me her. I listened to her podcast and after about a year, I'm finally going to take one of her classes. Oh, I'm so excited. She said, I'm so excited. She always has fantastic advice and I can't wait to see what the full experience is like in her program. Thank you so much. And then I'll also read one from Mama Joe 8 She said, my daughter brought your podcast to my attention. I'm 63 and I found you delightful and very informative. I'm pretty sure I'll be listening to all your podcasts. Thank you guys. There's so many more here and I appreciate every single one of them. I read every single one of them, just FYI. I know probably some people think that I don't, but I 100% do because they mean the world. So if you haven't left a review, please do so. And also do not forget to subscribe to the show. That way you guys get the latest episodes so that you can listen to them because they are always so juicy. And by clicking that subscribe button, you also help to support the show so that more people find it, which honestly, it does a lot more than you think. You probably think that like clicking the button does absolutely jack shit, but trust me, it does a lot for the algorithm and I want more women. I know you do too to be able to find these episodes. Okay, so with that, let's jump into today's juicy episode all about clearing your skin. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode. I'm really excited for today's conversation. I know that I haven't talked, I mean, I've done one episode um, earlier on in the podcast about hormonal acne. So we'll link that below. If you haven't listened to that, I would recommend listening to that or re-listening to it if you have already. Um, But today's episode, we are talking all about skin issues. Um, And I'm really excited to talk about this today because I struggled during COVID with these new breakouts that I'd never had before. So what I'm going to do is I'm kind of going to like talk about what a lot of us experienced during COVID with this like flare up of adult acne that even Vogue was writing about. And I'm like, if Vogue was identifying it, it means a lot of women were struggling with it. And then I'm going to go through all the things to make sure that you are doing so that you can have the most optimal complexion, glow, skin, and really just for overall health, right? Because the number one thing to understand is that your skin is a direct reflection of what's going on inside your body. Now, if you're watching the video version on YouTube, thank you. Also, if you haven't been following my fucking hair journey, we'll give a little life update for a couple of minutes and then we'll jump into today's episode. I know you guys like the random life shit that I update you on. So I'm naturally blonde, but how I'm like a dirty blonde. I used to be bleached blonde when I was little and often like my roots are a bit darker and then the sun kind of bleaches my hair. So in winter, um, I got my hair just kind of touched up with a few highlights and long story short, I was turned brown. Then I went to a different hairdresser that then was like, thank God, got me back to blonde, but it started to go streaky and like, look like I needed, like, look like I had regrowth. And I was like, Oh, I've never had this before. I've always had a very natural look where I don't need to go back and get it done every few weeks because my hair grows so fucking quickly. 
And so then I went back again and they were just going to like kind of blend it all in. And now I feel like I'm brown again. So my hair is darker than I would like it. Um, I don't know whether I'm going to go back and try and get at least around the face touched up or what I'm going to do. But if you're looking at the video, my hair is not intentionally meant to be this stuff. <laughs> I'm like not really mad at it. I feel like, you know, I'm like kind of about it. I'm like, oh, maybe dark is kind of sexy, um, but it's definitely not my color. Anyway, whatever. Beside the point, life happens, right? Um, and so kind of on that note of life happens, really, I know for a lot of us, we were in a very stressful situation during lockdowns and COVID and whatnot. For those of you that don't know, I was living in London at the time. I moved, I was actually living in New York. And then when COVID hit, I moved to London because, you know, I thought it would only be three months like we all did. I have a British passport. My dad's British. And so I was like, I'll just move there because there's health, like I have free healthcare and um, like they speak English and hopefully Europe will open up and then I can just travel around Europe and, and then I'll go back to New York. Well, that didn't happen. Um, in fact, the event that I was meant to be doing in 2020 in Australia, in Melbourne, which I booked, is the same venue that we're now doing all these years later. If you haven't bought your ticket, make sure that you do because we only have a very short amount of time left to buy your tickets. Your tickets are closing this Sunday. The tickets are closing. So if you're sitting on the fence, if you have any questions, please make sure that you reach out, that you ask, that you send an email. You owe this to yourself. Do not self-sabotage. Do not get, do not like put yourself in a situation where you have horrendous FOMO. This is the event to be coming to because it will radically change your life. And I know that I keep saying that, but I don't want to be going on these long fucking tangents because if you feel the pull, I'm hoping that you'll use your own self-commitment and good self-judgment to then go and read the website page, read the whole page. The words that I have written are there to help you to feel drawn if you are meant to be there. If you're not meant to be there, you're not going to feel drawn. If you are meant to be there because it's actually going to serve you, you're going to feel very drawn to the event when you read the words. Um, anyway, so during COVID, I was alone. Um, and yeah, like I was lonely. I like, how do I describe it? I've, I've shared a little bit about it, but I want to kind of summarize it in terms of my skin. So I was subconsciously very fucking stressed. At the end of the day, I was okay, right? I had a townhouse um, to myself. I had a little backyard. I eventually got jelly because I needed some like fucking companionship. I had one friend in London, but she lived like 40 minutes away. I had a park very nearby. I was living in Battersea Park. I do really like that area. And the summer that I was there for was absolutely beautiful. If you guys followed me then, you know that I would do like all my little trips outdoors. Um, if you don't know what I'm talking about on Instagram, I'd pretend that we were going to like Italy for a day and I would post all these pictures from Italy, like on Pinterest. And I really tried to get as creative as possible during that time. And I really was able to focus on my business a lot and grow it, which was amazing. So there was a lot of benefit to COVID. But one of the things that I suffered with during that time is this subconscious stress of feeling like I was in a jail cell. And I felt like I was in a jail cell in terms of seeing my family. Oh my gosh, I wish you guys just saw this, but I literally just jumped on top of Jelly's head to get on my chair. Um, so I have both dogs here. Um, what I really struggled with was more so around feeling so trapped in regards to when I was going to see my family. Um, and so I've talked about that on previous episodes. You guys can go listen to that if you want to. We'll link the podcast directory below so that you can see. I talked a lot about being homesick and whatnot. Um, but the way that this manifested was uh, a sense of like puffiness, right? So during COVID, I've definitely become way less kind of puffy. And at the time, I didn't really notice it. Um, but I also 
was being really compassionate with myself. And I'm going to do some Instagram posts on this in a little bit, but I was being really compassionate with myself because I was also recovering still from a really bad ski accident and from a lot of drugs and a lot of surgery. So if you're curious about the whole like weight loss, energetic weight, all that kind of stuff, we'll link that episode below for you as well. The other way that it manifested was my skin. Now, I have fortunately grown up with pretty good skin, right? I, you know, I was that girl at school that I wanted perfect skin, of course, like we all fucking do. So I also wanted to go on the pill, not just for my horrendous periods, but also because then I could have this like perfect complexion. Um, but in terms of breakouts and skin, of course, I would have a few pimples here or there that were hom like hormonal situations when I would get like around my period. Um, but then nothing really else. I've, I've been fortunate enough to grow up with pretty good skin. Um, and the way that my, the only time that my skin will really have a breakout is if I'm horrendously stressed or there is a major gut issue. Well, during COVID, I, for the first time, got like deep cystic pimples along my jawline. And even when I was in my teenage years and would, you know, get a few breakouts here or there, they were always on my chin, you know, and it was like two, maybe three pimples max. Um, and you know, the ones that I would be getting in London were, okay, two, three, four, but they were so deep, so painful, and they were consistent. No matter what I would do, and I was eating the same way that I was eating, I was taking the supplements, I was doing all the things, it was still giving me these horrendous pimples on my jawline. Um, and it, it did affect my confidence in that it was frustrating because it's one of those situations where it's like, I'm doing everything. Why is this happening? I knew why it was happening. I knew it was because I was so fucking stressed um, subconsciously about family and connection and my friends. And when I was going to next see everybody, that was the whole, that was the fear that a lot of us had, right? When am I next going to see somebody? When am I next going to be able to see my family or my loved ones? So I know that caused a lot of stress and what I've been able to link now more and more with my clients from that point is how even the subconscious stresses are affecting our nervous system so intensely, thus our skin, our hormones, your HPA axis, so your adrenals, your gut microbiome, your digestion, all of these things, the domino effect is fucking massive, whether it's from conscious stress or whether it's from unconscious stress. So my skin really only cleared up when I, it started to clear up a lot when I went skiing at the end of the year in Switzerland, because I was not stressed. I was with a friend, I was in the snow and I was skiing. You guys know that skiing is like my favorite thing in the world. So it started to clear up a lot then. And I was like, huh, this is interesting because I haven't changed my diet or anything, but things started to clear up. Then it started to really clear up also when I was, when I moved to New York, because I was back in my city. I was back in a place that felt like home. I grew up in New York. I have friends in New York. That was like, that is the place that my soul feels the most alive and where I feel the most at home. So then my skin started to clear up a lot then, but then I started drinking a lot. And then that kind of set in a whole other cascade of issues. And then when I moved, and then my skin cleared up, everything was good again because I fixed it all. But then when I moved to Atlanta for a couple of days, my skin freaked the fuck out. Um, just after we came back from a Europe trip, there was like maybe a three-day period where the hu the intense humidity from Atlanta at that time, my skin broke out and it wasn't deep or anything. It was like, just like, you know, congestion breakouts. 
And that threw me for a sixer as well. So I know how frankly fucking debilitating skin issues can be, right? Because it is on our face, especially if you have never really struggled with skin issues and all of a sudden maybe you're having some skin issues. I know that it can be really hard. And even if you've been struggling with skin issues forever, then you're fucking fed up and you want some answers that don't, I'm hoping that are not just like Roaccutane because that's not an answer. That's a bandaid, right? So in today's podcast, firstly, I want you all to feel validated and seen no matter where you are on your skin journey, no matter what is happening, there is an answer. I do also know though that modern day life doesn't make it super easy for us to solve the problem. So for example, if the answer for you is stress, let's say it's stress and not like stop eating sugar, you know, it's easier said than done to eliminate stress. Because our phones cause us stress, our travel, our, our traffic, the traffic causes us stress, the blue light causes us stress, you having to manage your job and picking up the kids, that causes you stress. Like there's all of these little things that add up and they're modern day little things, right? So I also know that there is, you know, some frustration around, I can only do so much. So everything I talk about today, I want you to make sure that you are like ticking every box, like yes, 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 doing all of these things. And then make sure that you also come to the skin healing masterclass. Um, this is kind of going to be like a little bit of the pre-work. It'll be when you, if you join the skin healing masterclass that's open right now, um, this episode is part of the pre-work because I want you to make sure that you are implementing all of these things from today. And then the added layer is doing that extra bit of healing work with your nervous system, with making sure that you're, that you know what is being held in your skin. So you have a specific answer, not a blanket answer, not a general answer from, from, you know, that anyone could, that anyone could receive. I want you to get the specific answer via the communication from your body, not from me, from your body. Okay. So let's start with talking about oily skin. It's so funny how when we get oily skin, we think the answer is moisturize less, exfoliate more like strip skin of oil. That's not what you want to do. It's just like, for example, when your hair is getting oily, we do oil training, right? Like people, people know about that, that you don't want to wash your hair too often because the natural oils are good for it. And if you keep stripping the natural oils in your hair, your hair's going to get greasier. Same thing happens to your skin. If you keep stripping the natural oils from the outside of your skin, your skin's going to be like, oh, we need to make more sebum it, like, and, and, uh, and, uh, increase our sebum production in order for us to have a moisturized complexion. So then you make more oil and more sebum production, which obviously you don't want to do. You want to have a balanced skin microbiome. You want to have a balanced complexion. You don't want to have too much oil, obviously, but you don't want to have too little oil. Also, I want to say that we all have different complexions right? My skin gets really dry in winter and it gets a little bit more oily in summer. And I, and I want to make sure, and I was saying this to actually my cousin, my fiance's cousin's girlfriend, because she was asking about cycle syncing. And I was like, I swear to God, cycle syncing is about to become the next eating disorder. And why I say this and like skin stuff can become the next, you know, eating disorder, but the skin is like, it becomes this obsessive thing. And what I want you guys to really hone in on in today's podcast is that you need to figure out what is right for your skin. Just because somebody else has a 12 care skin, 12, 12 step skincare routine does not mean that is the right thing to do, right? 
just because your skin gets drier in winter and more oily in summer doesn't mean there's anything wrong with your complexion. Just because maybe you naturally have slightly more oily skin, it doesn't mean anything is necessarily wrong. That could just be you. So I want us to normalize the fact that we're all going to have different complexions. We're all going to have different sensitivities. And it's, that's why I'm saying it's important for you to figure out your individual thing that's going to work for your skin, for your gut health, for X, Y, Z, and something that's also going to fit into your lifestyle. Because I'm sorry, but I will never be able to do a 12-step skincare routine. I don't care how good my skin looks. Like, it's just not possible. So oily skin. Do not just keep stripping your oils, right? Sebum is the oil that is secreted from your glands and an overproduction of sebum, that is what then clogs your pores and then can you know cause breakouts, for example. But it's not about then putting on less moisturizer. In fact, if you actually want to balance the oil production in your skin, put on a normal, you don't need to like load it, put on a normal amount of moisturizer. It's so funny how we think the answer is to just put on less. But when, if you've washed your face, let's say at nighttime in summer, you've washed your face with like maybe a little bit more of a harsh uh, face wash that has like tea tree oil in it, right? So it's going to be a little bit more drying, but it's helping to prevent that congestion because maybe you live in a humid environment, let's say. Okay, well, that's going to dry out your skin a little bit. Don't then not put any moisturizer on. Put on the fucking moisturizer because what I have found for me and what I found for so many of my clients, right? I'm just using proof here, but this is like something that if you explore for yourself, you'll see it too. And it's, you know, in the literature is that by putting on less oil, it does not make your, or like less moisturizer, it doesn't make your sebum production less. That all comes from the inside, right? What you want to be doing is making sure that your skin is not going, oh, my skin is dry. I need to produce more sebum. No, you want to be moisturizing your skin so that your skin is like, oh, our skin is moisturized. We do not need to increase the production of sebum. So do not strip your skin of the oils because also what's important is that there is a very delicate microbiome on the layer of your skin. So when we are when we are loading up retinol and this and that and moisturizer every day, we are just, and tutorial this, we are, we are stripping our skin microbiome. And it's really important that we are using products and that we are looking after our skin in a way that is allowing it to do its normal, natural thing, right? So kind of on this note, if you have, if you struggle with breakouts and you also have oily skin, maybe you're exfoli exfoliating a lot. I know that's a mistake that a lot of people make where they think, oh, if I exfoliate more, I'm going to like exfoliate off the fucking acne or the zits. That's not what's going to happen. The more that you exfoliate, especially with breakouts, you dry out the skin, you strip the skin microbiome and that barrier, which just means that it's more prone to breakouts because the skin becomes more sensitive. It becomes drier. Any bacteria is not then protected by the, your skin microbiome is not protecting your skin from any bacteria that comes. And the stripping of the moisture creates more sebum production, creating more breakouts, right? So I barely exfoliate my skin. I will exfoliate my skin if I'm feeling like there is congestion or if um, I'm in a really humid environment and I've worn makeup all day, maybe. 
then I will exfoliate my skin with a very gentle exfoliant. But I probably exfoliate my skin honestly once every three weeks at this point. I will do it when I really feel the need to do it. But, and it's taken self-control, I will not exfoliate my skin when I am having a breakout. I have very rare breakouts these days, but if I was to have one just for some random reason, I would not be exfoliating my skin. I would be moisturizing it and moisturizing that area so that it is soothed, it is calm, and the inflammation is low so that it can heal faster. Basically think of like what's marketing made me think I have to do, do the opposite. I feel like that's across the board with everything, right? Okay, so let's go to what I was saying about the skin is a direct reflection of what's happening inside. So your inflammation levels are going to heavily dictate what your skin is doing. So I've talked about it before in terms of periods, but inflammatory cytokines are like the chemical messengers that increase the inflammation in your body. Now, acne is directly linked to an increase in the expression of these inflammatory cytokines. So what you want to be doing is reducing your inflammation. What do we, what do we know that is like under the umbrella of inflammation, right? Stress, hormonal imbalances, eating shit foods, or eating sugar, processed carbs, vegetable oil, all those kind of things. Um, uh, loading your body up with toxins, right? Using not, using toxic skincare products, that's all going to increase your in, your inflammation. So when we're looking at what's happening on the inside of your body, I want you to make sure, guys, that you are eating a clean diet, okay? When we were talking about sebum, the things that increase the production of sebum are hormones, especially androgens. So androgens are hormones like testosterone um, and they are like the male-like hormones, right? They increase the production of sebaceous glands to then make more of the sebum. So when we are looking at what's happening on the inside of our body, we want to make sure that we are not upregulating the production of androgens like testosterone. What is the number one thing that upregulates the production of testosterone? Stress. Now, stress is an umbrella of a multitude of different things, right? A shitty immune system is going to increase your stress. Drinking a lot of alcohol is going to increase your stress. So we want to think about lowering testosterone. Now, we need testosterone as women, just only a very small amount. Now, testosterone has a very big influence on our libido, right? So it's very important that when we are looking at our sex hormones, that we still have testosterone. We don't want no testosterone, but we don't want too much testosterone. And when we look at some of the... Um, the pills that are prescribed for treating acne, a lot of them suppress testosterone production. But then the side effect, and we know it's a bandit anyway, right? It's a fucking bandit, it's not even doing anything. The side effect though is a low libido, right? Whereas you could be taking a natural route, fixing the root, and then still having great sex, which I want all of you guys to have. So because foods heavily influence your gut and your immune system and your stress response and therefore your adrenals and your hormones, it's very important. In fact, it's fucking vital that your diet doesn't quote unquote trigger your acne. So the things that are going to quote unquote trigger your acne are foods like candy, soda, juice, you know, refined carbs, vegetable oil, basically anything inflammatory and anything that is causing your body to go into an inflammatory response as well. Now, I know that we can overtake food intolerance tests, not opposed to them, and get a list of 20 things that we can't eat. But like, I was asked whether I wanted to do that by my functional medicine doctor, and I said no, 
because I wasn't having like any major issues. And I just knew that if I knew that I was allergic to like mushrooms, I'd be stressed out in a restaurant and that would just defeat the whole purpose. It would just cause my body to then fuck my gut bacteria, for example, because of the stress, because I'm so sensitive to, to stress. So for me, I was like, no. And the thing that's really important is that yes, there are some things that you're allergic to, right? I'm allergic to gluten, so I'm not going to eat it. I'm allergic to shellfish, so I'm not going to eat it. But if these things are saying like, oh, you can't have carrots, but you're not actually like allergic to carrots. It's just that there's a sensitivity right now. You need to be looking at your gut because if it's causing, you know, an inflammatory response because you have leaky gut, then of course you can't eat the fucking carrots. But if you fix your gut, if you fix the leaky gut and your gut walls, there is more gut integrity, you should be able to eat the carrot. So whilst all these tests are so helpful, I just don't want everyone like, I worry, I worry about people going and taking a million tests because then it becomes an obsessive thing. And then you feel like you can't eat out and it creates all this anxiety around your food, which then causes more stress than upregulating your skin issues and your acne. The number one thing, ladies, the number one thing that is going to reduce your skin issues is reducing your body's stress load. And that load includes the inflammatory foods, of course, but it also includes you obsessing about things, you being anxious about things, you worrying about your relationship, you worrying about X, Y, and Z, you being stressed at your job all the time. And it doesn't mean that you can't have stress in your life. It means that you need to stop reacting to the stress. It means that your body needs to stop feeling like work is stressful. Because as you guys would be seeing lately, I've been showing like screenshots of my calendar and obviously like blocking out things that you don't need to be seeing. Um, but you can see that I have a lot on during my days. My days are packed, right? Like I have a client today in like 15 minutes. So I'm going to stop recording soon and then I'll come back when I can afterwards. Um, but I've trained my body to not be so stressed by my days. Therefore, I don't find my days stressful, right? So the thing that is going to trigger your acne the most, trigger your breakouts is stress. And under that umbrella of stress is a number of things, including being obsessive about eating the perfect diet, right? Sometimes eating the donut is better than the fucking stress from not eating the donut. Okay. Let's talk about dairy because dairy is always talked about when it comes to acne and skin things. So dairy is always a key thing people are talking about because, and more so like milk than say cheese and yogurt, right? Because of casein. So casein is the protein, it's one of the proteins, way is the other one, found in milk. And this has been shown a lot through studies to exacerbate acne. So think of it like this. So dairy can then upregulate insulin resistance, IGF-1, increasing inflammation, and therefore increasing your skin issues. It's funny that yogurt and cheese don't seem to have the same thing. We know that yogurt is obviously has all the probiotics in it. And when it comes to dairy, it's a similar thing. Sorry, when it comes to cheese, it's a similar thing because it's been fermented. And in that fermentation process, it helps to break down some of that casein and also some of the lactose. Um, and that can then really help with your body's response to dairy. We also like it, we also know that the quality of milk and cheese and dairy is really, really important. Is it organic? Is it raw? You know, are you eating it with good gut health or are you eating it with disastrous gut health? All of those things are important. Are you eating in a stressed environment? Are you eating it in a relaxed environment? Why is it we can go to Italy and eat all the fucking burrata and your skin's pretty much fine? We also know though, 
that the combination of dairy and sugar is even worse. So there's a lot of studies that have been done. And when milk is combined with a diet that is high in sugar and uh, like inflammatory fats, so vegetable oils, IGF-1 levels jump and then make the acne even more worse. So if you're going to Italy and eating a lot of sugar and a lot of dairy, that could be causing a problem. But if you're eating a little bit of dairy, like a moderate amount, and you're having a bit of gelato, things should be fine, right? So sugar and dairy in combination can cause the vast amount of people major, major issues. So my rule of thumb is when I'm at home, I don't eat dairy. When I'm away on holidays, not in America, when I'm away in Europe and Australia is fine, I will eat some dairy, right? I'm not going to ever drink a glass of milk. I can have some gelato. If I have like milk chocolate gelato, I will feel a little bit sick, but I often have the deep chocolate fudge one, which is like a sorbet. And then I might have like a hazelnut or pistachio. So a little bit of creaminess, but not too much. I'll have some cheese. I'll have some burrata. The only sugar that I'm really getting though in Italy is from gelato. Um, and gelato doesn't actually have that much sugar in it because the milk, the sugars in the milk is actually what causes a lot of the, which what is actually what creates a lot of the sweetness, which is great. And I have the really, really, really dark chocolate, which isn't sweet. It's bitter. So there's also only a small amount of sugar in that as well. Now I love these flavors. I'm not saying that you have to do this. It's just what I do. And I am going to do an episode for you guys on how I eat and travel. I promise. I promise. I promise. I know you guys have been wanting this, so I will not forget, but I will say that I did do an Instagram story and I put it on the blog as well. So we'll link the blog below of, um, how to travel and eat healthy. So you can read that in the meantime, but then I will do an episode kind of giving you guys way more details. So you can save the episode for when you next go on your summer vacation. Friends, if you have not gotten your Australia ticket now, it is crunch time. We have a very limited amount of time remaining for you to get your ticket to this incredible, revolutionary, and unique event that we are having in May. There is no other immersion out there like this. Trust me when I say that. If you have not watched the testimonial video, if you have not watched the promo video, what are you doing? Like, Do not self-sabotage this. Do not not even allow yourself the opportunity to really look at the website page, look at all the testimonials, look at the promo page and make an informed decision. And even if that decision is no, great. But it feels so good when you have fully given yourself the space and the time to dig into something that you may be thinking about so that you can make a really informed yes or no, not just making a yes or no based on fears, your ego, what you think, the quote unquote time constraints that we tell ourselves all the time. If you are prioritizing being your best self this year, then I also hope that you prioritize looking into the immersion and seeing if it is a fit for you. If you have any questions about it, feel free to email, of course, and do not forget that the tickets will be completely finished for selling at the end of April. So when we're looking at diet, the thing you want to focus on is nutrient-dense, anti-inflammatory vegetables, fruit, fiber, fish, you know, grass-fed, grass-finished meat, pasture-raised organic chicken, all those kinds of things. If you live in America and you are like, where the fuck does Monica buy her meat? Because Australia has good meat. Europe has good meat. America does not have good meat. Um, I buy my meat and I've done a lot of research through Thrive. We'll put a link below um, that you can use to get like, like you get like some discount on like your first order. And I like it. I really like their meat. I'm cooking it tonight for dinner actually. And I've done a lot of research and it is very, very good quality meat. 
the chickens, the, um, the cows, all that kind of stuff. They roam and roam and roam. So I love that. And I did do a lot of research because I have found it really, really hard moving here to find really good quality meat that is easy to get to the house because other companies that I found, it's like, then they're out of lamb, but it's like, well, I want to cook a fucking shoulder this week. So it just makes it really hard. Thrive has a consistent, a pretty consistent, it's not always perfect, which I kind of like as well because it shows that it's not mass, mass produced. They have a pretty consistent um, batch of meat that you can choose from every week. And what I love about it as well, guys, is that uh, like it's a you can do a subscription service. So you just have the meat, like we have the meat rolling on like an eight week thing. So every eight weeks, the same meat gets sent to us. And sometimes I'll, if, I, if I think about it, I'll add things or I'll take things away. But that way I'm not like, oh my God, we have no meat. And there's nothing that's really that amazing that I can get from Whole Foods, right? You're either like, you can get organic or you can get you know, oh, there's no antibiotics, but you can't get organic pasta raised. And organic pasta raised chicken is the best. Grass-fed, grass-finished meat is the best, etc. Um, let's talk about lifestyle changes. So I've already mentioned to you guys about stress. So under the umbrella of stress, think about all the little things that are stressing you out. So the reason why stress affects our um, skin as well is because stress can increase blood sugar. So your body then releases more insulin and then that increases the androgen production, the androgen production, which was that testosterone production, right? That those male hormones. So when, like I was saying before, when we're looking at stress, I don't want you guys just to be thinking meditation, yoga, walks, all those things are good, like do them. But if you're doing them and you're still not seeing a difference, it's probably because your nervous system is not regulated. Right. So that's why that's where I come in of helping you with the nervous system regulation. And when you have so much trauma from your past as well that you haven't healed, that heavily disrupts your nervous system regulation as well. So it's not just looking at your current stresses. I also want you to look at your past stresses and what has stressed you out in the past that could be affecting your nervous system now as well, because it's it's about your response or your reaction, actually. It's about your reaction, because most of us react, we don't respond, to stress. That is really the issue. Sleep. Sleep, sleep, sleep. This is something that everybody pushes to the side. When we're busy, fuck sleep. Now, when you're in your ovulation phase, when we talk about cycle syncing, when you're in your ovulation phase, yes, you can sleep less. That's completely fine. Your body can handle it. You'll probably naturally want to sleep less anyway because you want to be doing things. That's fine. But for the rest of your cycle, ladies, and for gentlemen, you I mean you have 24 hour cycles, so you're just across the board. We need sleep. Without enough sleep, your body's cortisol levels increase. And then that causes what I just said before, all the stress issues. So sleep is so important for regulating our cortisol, which then also regulates all of our sex hormones, right? And estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, there are sex hormones and they all are affecting your skin, right? So estrogen, for example, that is what gives us this glow. It's what Oh, hi, Baba. You want to say something to the podcast? Um, it gives us the glow. It gives us the vitality. It boosts collagen production. It's an anti-aging hormone. It's this anti-aging hormone that is so important when we don't have enough estrogen, that's going to affect our skin. And when we have too much estrogen, because your liver isn't detoxing properly, that's also going to obviously affect your skin because it can then upregulate the sebum production as well. Estrogen and testosterone are kind of connected. Um, progesterone is really important. Because in your luteal phase, if you notice that before your period, you get those really bad breakouts, um, that's often caused by an excess of estrogen and not enough progesterone. So those are really important. Now, sleep helps to regulate our cycle. 
our circadian rhythm is so vital for a healthy and regular cycle. So please make sure that you are prioritizing sleep. Do whatever you need to do. Get into bed early. You don't need to go from like 11 p.m. to 9 p.m. Slowly wean yourself back. Make sure you're sleeping in pitch black darkness. Get a sleep mask if you need to. Put on white noise if you need to. Do whatever you need to. Make sure that you are getting better sleep. All right. Next thing. We all know this one because I go on about it all the fucking time. Low stress exercise. The worst thing that you can do is then go into a pile of hit because you think, oh my God, I want to like sweat this shit out of my skin. No, you don't sweat the shit out of your skin if it's upregulating your cortisol because that's going to cause more issues. Instead, if you feel like you need to detox, if you feel like your skin is congested, go sit in an infrared sauna. I'm all about infrared saunas. I love going to the sauna. Love a good detox, love a good sweat. But do not think that the way to detox is to kill yourself in a workout because if it's going to put stress on your adrenals, it is not going to do anything good for your health, ladies and gentlemen. I promise you, right? Men should not be overexerting their adrenals either. It's not good for them either. Hi, ladies. I want to quickly interrupt, and I should say men too. I want to quickly interrupt the episode to let you guys know if you haven't already seen the exciting news. I have two new masterclasses coming out. I mean, they're kind of healing classes. One is for your gut. One is for your skin. If you have been noticing that no matter what you eat, no matter what supplements you take, you are still struggling with your skin and you are still struggling with your gut, with your digestion, bloating, etc., then I would really recommend that you check out these healing classes. The reality is, is that our skin holds massive energetic components and our gut holds massive energetic components, right? If you have a sense of unsafety somewhere consciously or unconsciously in your body, that can be causing your gut issues. If you feel afraid to be seen or if you feel afraid to be beautiful or if you feel afraid to express yourself and a million other reasons, that can be causing your body to literally create this barrier so that you don't have to be seen, so that you can hide behind these skin issues. Our body is always communicating with us and I want you to know that you can fix your gut issues and your skin issues. And these classes are for you if you've tried all of those physical things. Okay. So I'm going to put the links below. If you have any questions, let me know. They're going to be both held live and they will have a recording. So if you can't come to the live call, as long as you buy your space, obviously you will get set the recording very shortly after for you to be able to do. All right, let's jump back into the episode. Okay, now if you're watching the video version, I am so sorry, but we have an intense light leak through here because I don't have my curtains yet in my podcast studio, but I feel like it's kind of a vibe. If you're not watching the YouTube video, then you are not harmed by it. Okay, let's continue. So low stress exercise, friends. Low stress, when you are having a stressful period of your life, this goes for men as well. Do not add extra stress. Don't. Don't do it. It's not going to do anything beneficial for you. I promise your abs are not going to look any more toned. They're actually going to look puffier because you're going to store weight. You're going to store water and you're going to store inflammation and cortisol because you are stressed. The next thing to be looking at and thinking about is water. The quality of your water is fucking vital. If you live in America, the shit in the water here is atrocious. I mean, it's atrocious all over the world, but because of the amount of pharmaceutical drugs that people take here, the amount that is found in the water is honestly concerning. So make sure that you are using a water filter. Now, if you do not have the ability to filter your whole whole house, your whole apartment, because not everybody can, 
especially if you're living like in an apartment, you can't be like, hey, can we please water filter this whole building? Um, You can buy water filters that just go onto your taps, for example. You can make sure that you're drinking filtered water. You can put a water filter in your shower, for example, so that the water that's going on your skin is not then penetrating into your bloodstream. Sorry, all the pesticides that are going and, and the pharmaceuticals that are going onto your skin from the water as they're not seeping straight into your bloodstream. The thing that you need to be aware of when it comes to toxic load on your liver is like, yeah, your liver is, I've been seeing these reels on Instagram. It's so fucking alarming of people saying basically that it's like harmful medical advice. It's like causing eating disorders to tell people to detox their liver because that's what a liver is for. And I'm like, oh my God, the lack of substance here is atrocious. Yes, your liver is made to detox, but you need to have open detox pathways. If you have a massive toxic burden and a massive toxic load, you want to be doing everything possible to help your liver to detox things more. And misinformation as well is that your liver might, let's say, detox estrogen. But do you know that the second part of estrogen being detoxed out of your body is through your gut? You need to poo it out. But if your gut microbiome ain't up to scratch, then guess what? The estrogen does not then get grabbed and then pulled through your bowels to then be excreted when you go to the bathroom. And so the estrogen gets reabsorbed back into your bloodstream and then doesn't get detoxed. When we are looking at skincare, when we're looking at, you know, the stuff that we wash our clothes in, the detergent, when we're looking at the water that we shower in, that doesn't go past your liver. That goes straight into your bloodstream. It goes through your skin, directly into your bloodstream. You're not eating it. It doesn't go through your liver. So it's really, really vital for you to make sure that you are using skincare that is not causing any kind of dysfunction in your endocrine system. This goes for men as well. Men often think that they are just like excused from hormonal imbalances. Absolutely not. Majority of men these days are actually estrogen dominant and the that we now know the reason and even you know modern science is is admitting this the reason for there being so much male infertility and unexplained quote unquote male infertility is guess what environmental toxins so the shit that you breathe in is one component but you can't necessarily eliminate that to an extent if you live in new york you can't unless you're going to move cities you can't really eliminate that but you can eliminate things like what you put on your skin what you wash your clothes in the water that you drink All those kind of things are going to drastically help not only your hormones and your gut health and the inside of your body, but it's also going to show in your skin. And if you are washing your face at nighttime with really harsh water, that can lead to breakouts. I notice even for myself, if I go somewhere where I'm using kind of shitty tap water, for example, I can get some congestion in my skin um, or my skin can feel like just kind of, um, it can feel harsh on my skin in a way because I'm very used to filtered water, right? Our whole entire house is filtered. And actually this morning, even I said to my fiance, I was like, when the handyman next comes, can we make sure that like we get that water filter changed? Because I feel like it needs changing. So that's another really important thing. So you can get your whole place filtered if you can, but if not, at least get a filter that you can place on um, your tap. And if you simply, there's many different options out there. If you Google um, different options, make sure that it filters out pharmaceuticals. Okay. So I know you guys know this, but any kind of Eastern medicine like Roaccutane is just a Band-Aid, a Band-Aid that completely fucks your hormones, fucks your nutrient stores, 
and rips apart your gut lining, right? We know the pill as well. If your answer is the pill, it's not doing anything. You guys know this. I don't have to explain this to you. If you don't know this, listen to my episodes about the pill. It's not doing anything besides causing a Band-Aid approach, right? It's suppressing the hormones that are causing a problem, which might seem like a great idea, but then what happens when you come off it? If there is a problem with hormonal imbalance, going on a pill that masks it is not necessarily going to fix it. When you come off that pro- that pill, what are you then going to do? You're going to have to address it at one point or another. So in my opinion, address it sooner rather than later. In my opinion, don't address it with a whole pile of uh, side effects from taking the drug, address it with no side effects of taking a drug because you're not going to take a drug because you haven't had to. You've addressed the root cause, right? And whilst of course I get that some people need to take medicine for whatever reason, like I know that some of my clients, they choose to be on the pill because they're endometriosis. For example, we are also at the same time working on healing their endometriosis and what's causing the flare-ups and the pain so that when they come off the pill, there isn't this massive jolt. So what I always say and what I want you guys to think about is that, yeah, sometimes we need to take medicine. That's the beauty of it being there, like as in uh, modern medicine, Western medicine, right? But are you working on the root as well as having the Band-Aid? Otherwise, you're just making a problem that you'll eventually have to fix anyway. So are you working on the root and having a Band-Aid? If so, great, because you're going to pull that Band-Aid off and you're not going to feel so much of a jolt. If you do not work on the root, when you pull that Band-Aid off, you are going to know about it. I'm telling you that, right? So instead, clean up your diet, fix your gut, increase your omega-3s and your healthy fats, drink lots of water, make sure that you are pooing enough. Those things are the things to be looking for. You want to make sure that your body is eliminating toxins, right? It's not about suppressing hormones. Your body's doing nothing wrong. Your body is communicating with you. If there is a problem with your skin, I guarantee you there is something that your body is telling you that you just haven't figured out listening. You haven't haven't figured out yet. And that's why in the skin healing masterclass and in the gut healing masterclass, I'm going to teach you guys how to muscle test by yourself with yourself, right? I just did this with a client the other day and she learned it for the first time. She felt so empowered after it because she has felt like no doctors have been able to give her an answer. And finally, she's actually feeling so connected to her body because she's getting her own answers. I'm going to teach you how to muscle test so that you know what things to be taking for your skin in terms of supplements, in terms of skincare, et cetera, and your gut, and what things are not helping because you need to have a specific answer for yourself. So we'll be doing those things, but then also I'll be taking you guys through three different kind of healing chunks in each of the calls. I just did an Instagram live. Actually, we'll link it below. At the beginning of the Instagram live, I share my screen, actually. It was really cool. I've never done it before. And I shared a slide where I kind of walk through the different things that we're going to be doing on each of the calls. So we'll link that below. It's worth just going and just even fast forward, fast forwarding to that little chunk. It was maybe about five minutes um, where I talked about that just to give you an idea if you would like to. Um, you don't need necessarily watch the rest of the Instagram live if you don't want to, but it was a good one. Um, but we'll put the link below so that you guys can refer back to that if you would like to. Okay. The other thing to think about as kind of one of the last things that I want to say that often we just kind of, we forget and then we get angry at ourselves, right? Is when there is a change of temperature or water or food, those things can cause your skin and or your gut to go a little bit ballistic. When I moved to Atlanta, we'd actually just, I think we just, yeah, we just moved here. And I, we were living in Europe. We went to Europe for maybe a month. 
um, between New York and moving here. And we drank some bad wine, obviously, in Spain because we both, our guts were destroyed when we got home. There was something like majorly wrong. Um, And that combined, I think it was more so that, but also combined with intense humidity that I was not used to, that I do not love. Um, But most importantly, my skin was not used to it. And so I was doing the same skincare routine, right, that I would do in New York, for example, or in Europe in Atlanta, but it wasn't working because the humidity level was so, so different. What happened was I ended up getting this massive breakout over my face and it wasn't my whole face. I can't remember where it was. I think it was around like maybe like cheeks, maybe it was a bit forehead, whatever. I can't remember. It's honestly irrelevant, but it was all to do with my gut and the humidity. I had like a ridiculous candida outburst and you know how I could tell, and this is another key way to tell, um, is I was a bit smelly down there, right? I was saying this on the Instagram live before that I was just doing is that if you put your fingers up your vagina, pull them out and you give them a bit of a sniff, if it is like, whoo, smelly, fishy, like, oh God, you probably have a candida overgrowth. Probiotics, not the answer for that. It's going to make things worse. If you smell after putting your, like if you put your fingers up your vagina and then you smell your fingers and it's just kind of like earthy and a little bit like, like maybe you aren't going to be like, oh, this is my favorite smell in the world, but it's just kind of neutral and like, okay, whatever, then you're good. But if it's smelly, things aren't good. And so I was a little bit smelly down there as well. And I got a stool sample done. I actually got my fiance to do one as well. And uh, yeah, I had a candida overgrowth. So I did my protocol, did all my things, got rid of it, skin cleared up within, literally, I swear to God, it cleared up within 24 hours once I started this um, little gut protocol, which I'll give you guys in the skin masterclass as well. And the gut, sorry, not the skin one, the gut masterclass, I'll give you that protocol. Um, and so reminding yourselves and validating yourself that if there is a change in your skin or in your gut, when there is a change in your environment or when your environment has changed because of seasons, nothing is wrong with you. There is an adjustment period. So in summer, for example, my, when I'm living here, my skincare routine changes just a little bit because of the humidity. Um, and I'm going to walk you guys through that in the skin masterclass. But what that means is like, I change my moisturizer to a moisturizer that, um, isn't as heavy, but not even necessarily more so heavy because moisturizer is good, but it has things that are going to help reduce congestion from humidity, right? I actually change my foundation as well, completely different foundation because I find that the foundation that does really well for me in winter, it can make my, it can just actually feel heavy on my skin in summer and it can make me feel a little bit congested in summer as well. So I change that too. Um, I also, I mean, I don't drink very often, so that's something that's already kind of eliminated from my gut. But if I do drink every now and again, I'll make sure because I don't want to get, you know, a skin breakout or a gut issue from drinking some wine with sugar in it, for example, or a bad batch of wine is I will take some supplements to make sure that my gut microbiome, excuse me, stays good and I don't have some kind of candida flare up. Like there isn't, sometimes we have this all it like all or nothing approach when it comes to gut health and skin health. And my approach is like, if you need to do a candida cleanse, then you go all in, right? But then there needs to be a maintenance. And the reason why I say there needs to be like a, a maintenance and consistency with it. And I do like a little bit of the candida protocol. Um, I do it kind of regularly because for me and my gut and a lot of people's guts is they are prone to an overgrowth of bacteria. So I want to make sure that I'm keeping everything level. And instead of just waiting for shit to get terrible, I jump on it before that happens. Because at the end of the day, friends, when you are taking natural things like fucking 
oil of oregano and like holy basil and herbs, you are not going to wipe out your gut bacteria. Your body knows what to do with these natural things. It knows what to do. It's going to send the chemicals, right? And it's going to send the support that say holy basil gives you to what your body needs. So if you need that day nervous system support, that's where it's going to go right? If you have sore muscles and you take magnesium, it's going to go to the sore muscles. If you're, you know, if you are um, dehydrated, for example, the magnesium is going to be helping with that. Your body, that that's how these things work. Your body knows what it needs. So when you give it something, it's going to take that and send it to the first area that needs it. And that's also why it's so important for you to not just be doing supplements and boosting nutrients when there is a problem, because what, you're going to fill the cup half full? No, you want to make sure that every part of your body is filled up to the brim, not half of it is empty, if that makes sense. Like I'm trying to imagine, like, I'm trying to imagine like, what's that game that we all played when we were little? And it was that like zappy thing that you would like pull like different organs or something rather out of the man. You know that game? I'm trying, I'm imagining that. And like, instead of pulling things out or whatnot or putting things in, maybe it was like putting things in. I'm imagining that and we're like filling up each hole, right? But if you only fill up five of the 10 holes because you never really replenish your nutrients, you're always a little bit under. And so then when you, you know, when you think, oh, I'm going to take some I don't know, magnesium, let's just say, for my adrenals right now because your muscles are so fatigued, it's going to go to your muscles. That's where it's like keeping the nutrient stores up to par is important so that when you then throw in a supplement or you throw in a herb, it's actually going to the place that you want it to go to. Um, Anywho, that was a whole other thing that I was talking about. Point is, is let me wrap up for everything for us all so that we can finish off for today because I need to go make dinner. So number one thing for everybody to make sure that we are remembering is that do not strip your, do not strip your skin microbiome, your skin barrier, and do not think that you need to, um, reduce the oil on your, on your skin by exfoliating all the time, never putting moisturizer on, et cetera. We want to do the opposite, right? If you have really oily skin, you don't need to be like fucking drowning yourself in, you know, rosehip oil. But what I'm saying is don't take things away from your skin um, because you want to dry out your skin. Dry skin is, does not equal less breakouts either. Dry skin can equal more breakouts, right? We want to have nourished skin is what we want to have. Making sure we are reducing inflammation because if our inflammations are high, if our inflammation levels are high, acne is directly correlated to an increased expression of um, an activity of like cytokines, which are those inflammatory chemical messages, right? If your testosterone is high, that is going to be increasing the production of the sebaceous glands to make more sebum. So we want to make sure that we are reducing our stress and reducing anything in our life that is increasing testosterone levels like dairy, candy, soda, juice, vegetable oil, refined carbs, anything that is inflammatory and putting stress on um on the body. We want to be making sure that we are having a very nutrient-dense anti-inflammatory diet, lots of omega-3s and healthy fatty acids. Do not forget lifestyle changes. They can be so powerful. We often just go to food and food is number one, but lifestyle is just as important. Making sure that you are having enough sleep, making sure that you are reducing your response to stress, doing low stress exercise, making sure that you're drinking filtered water, 
making sure that you are not overdoing it with your skincare routine or um, thinking that you need a 12-step skincare routine in order to have glowing skin because that's not the answer. Clean up your diet, fix your gut, increase your omega-3s, increase your healthy fatty acids, drink lots of water, make sure you're pooing enough. It's honestly pretty simple. And then, of course, the last piece is to heal any energetic issues that are showing up in your skin. As I kind of spoke about in a recent episode, those energetic issues that can be showing up in your skin are fear of being seen, you wanting to hide because you want to hide behind skin issues so that you um, you don't get in danger for being so beautiful. For example, you don't want to be seen because if you're seen, someone's going to take advantage of you. You feel like you're not enough. So therefore you want to hide so that no one comments on your not enoughness. Um, you, you are holding back all of these emotions, right? And these emotions are just like fucking spraying out of you. That's a skin issue, for example. So when we are holding on to emotional things, they can also show up in the skin because think about it like your skin is, you're, sorry, your body is trying to express something. You're not listening. You're not releasing it. And therefore it has to be released somehow. And how does it get released? Out of your pores right? Because they're, they're all the little holes that are like, oh, okay, release, finally, phew. They're going to be released out of your pores in the form of acne, eczema, psoriasis, dermatitis, all those kind of things. I'm going to do an Instagram post if I haven't already done it on skin issues as well. So you guys can check out that and we'll do a blog post too. Um, and once I have those done, I can link it on this episode. But I really hope some of you guys come to the Skin Healing Masterclass. It's amazing. It's going to be so good. I'm so excited to be doing this with you guys. Um, if you have any, if you have any questions about it, if you want to read about it, the website page is below. All the details are there for you to read about the masterclass. And um, I just did this Instagram live as well, where we answered, I answered a bunch of questions, and I also talked about the masterclass too. So you guys can check that out as well if you're interested. Bottom line is, is if you have been struggling with skin issues and nothing is budging it, then you need to come to this masterclass. We're going to go through healing things. I'm going to walk you guys through muscle testing. I'm going to give you tools, strategies, techniques, etc. You will have the recording forever so that you can keep redoing it. Um, and the beauty of this recording is that when you do it, say the second time, new things will come up because of the way that I'm structuring the recording, which is a great thing. So even if you've done like a one-on-one with me in the past, if you want something general, you can continue to repeat as like constant homework, then this would be a really good option for you as well. Any questions though, ladies, please feel free to ask. Do not forget that the tickets to the immersion close on the 30th of April, the Australia immersion, the next, the, there will be an immersion next year as well. So look out for that if you can't come to the Australia one, but it's going to be in the Northern Hemisphere. I'm so excited for this Australia event. I'm actually about to go cook dinner and do a bunch of admin stuff for it. It's going to be fucking amazing. I cannot wait to meet all of you. I cannot wait to see all of you. And I will see you guys in the next episode. If you haven't already left a review, please make sure that you do. They all mean the world to me. Thank you so much for all of you that have recently left one. I really, really appreciate it. And I will see you guys in the next episode.